Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast presented by Simply Healthcare. This is the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? What's up, David? Been a, been a busy week. Um, some new faces, but some familiar faces too, still with this team. Yeah, and most importantly, uh, everything is done by Thanksgiving, basically. You know, no, no, yeah. no one's signing. Uh, you know, you're not gonna get news that Bam signed his extension. To uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, so yeah. you're not gonna get news that the Bams signed his contract tomorrow morning. That was the looming thing over everything. Well, it's Four usually July fourth, right? Like it's usually when the free agency falls in its normal window. It feels like there's always something big on July fourth. Uh, I think KD yeah. signed with the Warriors on July fourth. Gordon Hayward picked the Celtics on July 4th. Yeah, I, I feel like there was maybe, maybe some of the DeAndre Jordan saga was on July 4th. Uh, or yeah, maybe that was, was when he signed. Day. Yeah, it's always a big day. And so Thanksgiving yeah. was set up as the potential big day, but uh, obviously yeah. we the avoided NBA it. The knows uh, Thanksgiving belongs to the NFL. So True, they, uh, true. They got, they're getting That's out a good them. point, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, speaking of Bam, uh, let's start there. Um, he picked up his... Option five years. What's the the total dollar value on it? Five years. So five years, one hundred and sixty three million dollar contract extension. It could go up to up. It can go up to as much as one hundred and ninety five million over five years. Right. If he makes an All NBA team next year, he's voted Defensive Player of the Year next year, or he's voted as the MVP. So any of those three things, which is real. I mean, All NBA. Oh, definitely realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Defensive player of the year, not as realistic, but not out of the not out of the question. But all NBA is the most realistic, and if he gets that, then it goes up to a hundred and ninety-five million dollars, close to two hundred million dollars. So, Bam Adebayo got paid. It was, you know, it wasn't an option. I would say um, the Heat were able, the Heat were eligible to offer Bam an extension between basically the start of free agency and the day before the start of the season, so December twenty-one. If they didn't offer him that extension. He still would have played, obviously, next season for yep. the Heat, and he would have been a restricted free agent next offseason. Um, but they offered it to him, and obviously, if they offered it to him, I can't imagine why Bam would reject it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he signed. He hasn't signed it yet, but he, he's he's going to sign it very soon. But they agreed to the deal. Yeah, uh, and no player option on it, which we have seen on a couple of the other guys, a couple yeah, of the other guy guys from his class. Yeah, no player option, which Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, got in year five of their contracts um, a few days ago. Um, Bam, with Bam's contracts, no team option, no player option, straight up five years. Bam is basically, you know, because the extension starts um, in 21-22. So he's basically here for six, he's under contract for six seasons. Yeah. Uh, so Bam's here to stay until like 2026, um, unless he's some, you know, somehow traded between now and then. Yeah, and it just speaks to, you know, I don't want to imply that Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum aren't happy in their cities, but it just uh, emphasizes how happy Bam is with the situation and, and how much faith he has in the situation, right? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. I mean, I think as soon as the Heat said we're ready to commit to you, you know, almost $200 million, he was like, okay, I don't need an option. I don't need anything like this. I'm happy in Miami. Uh, this is a winning franchise. Like, this is the organization I want to be in. I don't need a player option in my final year, I'm ready to commit to you guys as well. So I think it was kind of one of those, you know, two way agreements. Like we want to commit to each other. Um, and you saw that, you know, Bam committed to the heat, uh, 
for six, pretty much, you know, five seasons with this contract, but six more seasons at least. And the Heat committed, you know, the richest contract in franchise history uh, to Bam Adebayo. Yeah, he. Uh, it w- it's not exactly like surprising. Obviously, we've been talking about this for a while now. Um, but do you kind of feel like this signals? It's still obviously like Jimmy's team, I would say. But mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of turned Bam into the face of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I, I think just because think when Jimmy's gone, right, Bam will be here. Probably. And, I mean, when you think about it, like, you know, after the first season of this BAM extension, which is in two years, you know, two seasons from now, what is Jimmy going to be? Right. You know, and Jimmy will be like 33 pretty much. Um, you know, this is, for most of this extension, it is going to be BAM's team. It might not be BAM's team next season. I mean, mm-hmm. Jimmy's still the leader. You, you saw in the finals, he's probably still the best player on this team. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be BAM's team very soon. Uh, he's a very, very, very good player, and I think I'm interested to see if they – not that they need to use him differently, not that they need to use Bam differently, but from people I talk to around Bam or on the Heat, they know that there's a different level to his game. I think we kind of saw that in the Celtics series yeah. like when they let him dribble the ball up court and kind of just take pull-up jump shots and all that. Like They know that if he's unleashed, he can be even like more dangerous, and I, I, I wonder if this contract, giving him this big of a contract – you know, almost $200 million, like if this forces the Heat's hand, like we're not going to limit this guy anymore. We're not going to just peg him into a, uh, you know, a certain role. Like we're going to let him go. So yeah. I'm really interested to see like if, if we see more of Bam's all-around skill set in the coming seasons. It's also interesting. I mean, you mentioned the two other guys, notably, who got extensions this week from that rookie class, and it's Donovan Mitchell and it's Jason Tatum. Um, you know, you're not going to see a lot of centers, I think, get this kind of commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. around the league. You know, guys always will sign kind of big contracts as free agents, but in terms of, you know, when you give a guy a rookie extension like this, you're basically saying, this is our foundational piece, or this is one of two foundational pieces, basically. Um, and Bam, I mean, you... His rise, and again, this is something we've talked about a lot, the astronomical rise is pretty incredible. Like, you go into the draft that we had last week, and it feels like every center that comes up in the top 10, top 15, and, and even to 20 with, with Precious, um, the question, you know, Bam was always like kind of one of the first comps to come up. It was always, um, you know, Nyeka Kongwu, who's, uh, I don't even remember where he wound up getting picked, but he was a guy that was, you know, viewed as, in some people's mind, maybe the, the highest ceiling in the draft. And when they were talking about that ceiling, they were saying, he could be the next Bam, and and the fact that we've gotten to this place so quickly, um, you know, he's redefined in a lot of ways that position in the NBA uh, out of nowhere. And like I said, I mean, there, uh, you have to be a special big center to get that sort of commitment from a team, um, and he's earned it. Yeah, it's interesting. You said I'm looking now at the salaries, like list of the highest paid players in the NBA, and. I'm trying to look at Sam. I mean, Chris Porzingis got a $122 million contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Hassan obviously got his max $98 million contract 2016 from the Heat. Right. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I think, got four years, $102 million in 2016, same summer as Hassan Whiteside. It's been a while since, since a center has gotten this type of money. I, and I don't know if a center has really ever gotten this type of money when I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, I mean, 
his salaries have gotten up so much in the past few years. I don't know if there's a center, a true center that has gotten this level of money. So yeah, Bam is, as I've said for the past, even before last season, I think you and I were saying he's the perfect modern day center. Like he is the prototype. Like he doesn't need the ball on offense to make an impact. Um, He's very, he's a really good passer. You can play through him defensively. I mean, you don't even need to, we don't even talk, don't even need to talk about it. It's so evident. Like he can switch onto almost any guy on the court. Um, He's very athletic. He can block shots uh, if he needs to. Um, He's just, he's the prototype of the modern day big. And, Mm -hmm. You know, I saw some people commenting like, "How's Bam getting this money? This is over. He's gonna be overpaid. Like, this is too much for him." He's 23 years old. Yeah. The improvement we've seen from him in just his first three seasons has been incredible. And even just last season, I would say in the playoffs, he played like a top 15 player. Is that fair to say? Like, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if he, I mean, he outplayed him. Jason Tatum in that series, right? And what yeah. what is Jason Tatum? Right, yeah, he was the best player in that series, um, and it really wasn't even that close. Um, and if he can extend his his you know his offensive game to like a mid range three point shot, which I think at some point that's kind of the expectation. You see, it, he has it. He's probably he's gonna be a top ten player in the league. He could yeah. be top five if he really gets a you know a reliable three point shot. So I do not think this is overpaying for Bam. I think he's deserves every bit of this. Um, you actually got to see him last night too, right? Yes. It just so happened he had his uh, third annual Thanksgiving food drive, which is pretty cool. Like, just a coincidence that the day yeah. he agrees to this life-changing contract, he's uh, out in Liberty City passing out meals to, to people for Thanksgiving. And uh, we spoke with him. There were reporters there. We all spoke with him. And, and you know, there wasn't a lot of basketball questions. It was more like he was just so relieved. He's like, this is just a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Um, this is a guy who was raised by a single mother, you know, in a, in a single white trailer in North Carolina, like, you know, grew up with very little. Um, and this is, I mean, obviously this contract is is, is life-changing. And the number one thing he kept mentioning was, I, I'm just so happy that I know that my mom is going to be taken care of for the rest of her life. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that knows Bam knows how important his mother is to him. Yeah, they and live in the just, same condo in, like, Brickell, right? Like down Yeah, pretty the, much. They live in the same... Uh, they live in the same building. Building across the street from the arena. Different floors. Uh, but, you know, Bam is always down there to get his clothes washed and, and get meals and all that. She cooks for him. So they're extremely, extremely close. Um, so, that, you know, it was more like you could just tell there was a weight off his shoulders. You know, he never publicly said how much he was waiting for this contract. But I think most people around him kind of knew, like, whether it was this year or next year, that that's the contract he was had been really yeah. working for because he knew it was going to change his life. And to see him yesterday, hours after agreeing to it, you could tell what a relief it was. Yeah. And uh, obvious, I think we kind of have to move on to the, you know, the implications of this because yeah. that was the first thing, you know, everyone, you know, Heat fans love Bam, right? People were just excited for Bam. It's like you mentioned, he has a great, great story. Um, the relationship with his mom, he's, I know, uh, I think Tim Reynolds said behind the scenes when, I, I guess when Tim was up in the bubble, Bam basically said first thing was buy his mom a house. I'm sure that will happen soon. Um, but it affects the Giannis and really the whole 2021 to a degree. Um, and I think it's notable that, you know, Bam is, like I said, signing that five years, no option. He has faith in the Heat's plan. He is, I'm sure, privy to the Heat's plan. Uh, they view him clearly as a foundational piece and they 
well, it's no secret now that, you know, that Bam and Giannis share an agent. Um, obviously, there are... You'd have to be an idiot if you're Bam not to know what, what the plan is going forward um, and what your contract does for it. Um, but as a lot of people have noted, no one is better than the Heat at making space for guys when they want to get a guy. Yeah, I you know, I'm not surprised that Bam got the extension because, again, he's very deserving. But part of me thought entering this offseason that the Heat would ask him to wait. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like that was the case. It seemed like they said, basically, Bam, you want this? And Bam said yes, and they're like, okay, here you go. You know, that's how it kind of seems it went down. Um, but, yes, I mean, this makes it a lot more difficult to add Giannis or another free agent next offseason. I mean, it's it's simple. I mean, it's not poss- it's, it's not impossible, but it makes it very, very difficult. Um, and the only way, like, let's say Giannis wants to come here next offseason as a free agent the Heat would basically have to strip the roster down to just Bam and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And then they would have the space to sign Giannis. And then they would have to fill out the roster with basically minimums and exception, I don't know, exception money. Um, so, you know, and that means trading Tyler Hero for basically nothing. Like, you're trading Tyler Hero for a draft pick yeah. just, to, just to strip his salary. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. That's probably not the route the Heat are going to take if that, if, that, if that comes up. But the other way, and probably more realistic way, is you do a sign and trade. If Giannis wants to come to the Heat, um, you do a sign and trade. You know, probably include I don't know either Duncan or Tyler because they're the two most attractive pieces on this roster. Um, you know, you, you do a sign and trade for Giannis, and and you, you can make it work. You know, if you, I think if Giannis wants to come here, the Heat will make it work. And there's you know there's a way. It's not impossible, but it does make it more difficult. Now, if Bradley Beal this season at some point says, I don't want to be in Washington anymore. We're 15 and 40 and I'm tired of this and I want to be traded. Then the heat can do it, acquire their third star that way. Yeah. Uh, so there are ways, you know, the heat will find a way to add a star whenever that possibility comes up. This does make it more difficult in free agency next year. Uh, but I think it's important to know, I know we've mentioned this before, Bam and Giannis share the same agent. Yeah. So, you know, we asked Bam yesterday, did you communicate with Giannis at all before making your decision? And he said, he hesitated, and he said, we had no direct communication, but we have the same agent. So, and then, you know, basically implying, like, you know, there's communication, there's not direct communication, right. but they have the same agent. They kind of know. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know what Giannis is going to do, but, you know, we didn't talk beforehand. So, um, you know, but I think there might be, I don't know, there's me, speculation, there's not me you know, reporting anything, but there might be an a expectation there. That maybe Giannis is going to sign a Supermax, which then all of a sudden the only way that he can acquire him is through a trade anyway. Yeah. So why not sign Bam to this extension? So who knows what Giannis is going to do, but I, I, seeing what he did with Bam, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Giannis signs the Supermax before the deadline next month. Yeah. I mean, it, it's worth noting that you know the Heat are obviously thought of as this great free agent destination, um, and you know they are. You know, guys d- want to get want to wind up in Miami, but Outside of Bam and Wade, every all-star they've had in the last, this century basically, has been um, acquired through a trade. Whether it was, you know, LeBron and Bosh coming through sign-in trades after, yeah. you know, they they really were free agent acquisitions, but they were sign-in trades. Whether it's obviously Shaq um, coming in a trade, um, and, and even Goron uh, obviously came in a, a deadline deal, so... 
Um, you know, most of the big guys they land, the Pat and Andy Ellsberg are, are sort of the master of the signing trade. Oh, and Jimmy. Yeah. Obviously, I forgot about Jimmy. Jimmy was and a signing yeah. trade also. No cap space. In the guy yeah, Jimmy. no cap space. They got Jimmy. There's always a way in the heat with Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley. They'll find like if any organization will find a way from nothing, they will. So I, I think you know I know fans are kind of stressed out right now. Like oh, this 2021 plan. Why didn't they give multiple years to Jay? Why did they let Jay walk? If if 2021 isn't the plan, 2021 is the plan. 2021 is still the plan. There's still a plan to add another uh, star to this roster. Now it might not be as clear and direct as like, okay, we're waiting for free agency, but the Heat have flexibility either to make a trade, they have assets they could trade away to acquire a star, and there's ways they can manipulate things to get the cap space required or or acquire a star through a sign and trade next offseason. So there are ways, and I think it's important to know, like, for as much as people think say Miami is attractive and the Heat organization is attractive, it is. I mean, that's that's not wrong players want to play for the Heat because of the reputation they have in Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, but LeBron and Chris Bosh, one of the bigger reasons they came was because of Dwayne Wade. Right. That is the Bam appeal. That's something yeah. we didn't touch on, is that yeah. they have their Wade, basically. You know, because exactly. Jim, Jimmy's great. I'm sure there are guys out there that want to play with Jimmy, but Jimmy is also, you know, he's a little prickly, right? Especially if you don't know him. He's a guy who you look from the outside and you're like, am I sure I want to play with that guy? And that reputation obviously changed in the last, I would say, in the last six months, basically. But still, you've got to think there are guys out there. Maybe you know, maybe they're friends with Carl Anthony Towns, and um, you know, there's there's a turnoff there. And then, as you mentioned, Jim Jimmy's older. Like in yep. three years from now, when the Heat are trying to find another superstar, because the league in this league stars change teams every. Uh, Every year, it seems like, in some cases, in Paul George and Chris Paul's case, um, you know, you have your guy. Bam is your guy that, that, and he has the personality. He has, you know, he is, like you said, he's the perfect modern center. You, he doesn't have to have the ball. Like, you can be a, a, a score first shooting guard like Bradley Beal and see there's a real appeal of playing with Bam. Um, and he can be that guy for that next generation. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Bam is well-regarded in the league. I think a lot of players like him. Um, and, again, like you said, he's younger. You know, not not to say Jimmy's not appealing to play with, especially after this season, but if you're Donovan Mitchell in a year, you're not going to the Heat to play with a 32-year-old Jimmy Butler who, you know, you don't know if in two or three years when you hit your prime, if Jimmy's going to be, you know, what, what he's going to be like as a player. Mm-hmm. So you're going to play with Bam, who's a rising star, and you know his best basketball is ahead of him. So I think... That is a huge asset for the Heat. Yeah. You know, not only do they have the organization, the city, but now they have the player that can attract stars to the to the team. The only city that has really been able to pull off, or the only team, I should say, that has really been able to pull off the like, hey, we have nothing, but we're in this city and we're this team, and you should come play with us, is the Lakers. Like, the, well, it's been the Knicks idea. It's been the Knicks plan for my entire lifetime. Is hey, we're in New York, and no, no one has gone there except for Amari, Amari. basically. And, you know, Carmelo forced his way there. Um, and, and then even, I mean, obviously, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving clearly like New York, but they went to the Nets because the Nets were a lot better run and had a lot, you know, more structure kind of in place. Like, you, you need that. You need to have yeah. that. And the Heat, with just, you know, with Pat, with Spo, are always going to have that structure in a way that a team like the Knicks does not. But you got to have the dudes. 
and and they have they have two of them. For sure, it's not just it's not just the city. It's a combination of everything, and the and the heat. I mean, I can't think of a, many teams more attractive, a more attractive destination than the Heat right now. Just the way they're positioned, with even just Tyler Hero, like yeah, you know, like he's another rising star. You know, maybe you Duncan not... Robinson. I mean, there there's like there's some of the most exciting young guys to play with. You know, if you're write, writing a list of like the top, I don't know. 30 guys under 25, like, he might have three of them. Yeah, no, it's true. And and by the way, Duncan Robinson next summer or next offseason, he's going to get paid. Yeah. He, well, how much will he get? I think Bertan's got like $80 million. Uh, I think Joe Harris got 75 The cap is going to go up a little bit next year. Yeah. You could argue Duncan is a better player i don't know than he's, those two are yeah. a little bit better like he's looking duncan at bertan's money i would say they're pretty they're pretty similar i think well, you, well duncan hit 100 million yeah that'd be crazy i mean that is what a story if he goes from williams college to the g league to <laughs> a 95 million dollar contract or something like that like yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be the story of next offseason Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, let's wrap up with the uh, the other moves the Heat made in free agency. Um, Pat Riley said he wanted to get the gang back together. He wanted to run it back, I think were his words, uh, and basically did that. Brings Goron back, um, brings Myers Leonard back. Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr. gone. We kind of knew Derek was probably on his way out. Jay was a little surprising, um, but let's start with the two guys back. Uh, we are not surprised at all to see Goron back. We no. talked about that last time we recorded, that that was like the lock of all locks. I think we said at 6.01 p.m. he would be back, and I, I think right about that time he was, uh, he was back. He was back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I don't know, do you have anything to say there? It, again, like we, we knew this was coming. It, it's a smart move, works out for all sides, yeah. doesn't compromise 2021 plan. Um and you and it, and with the option, if all else, if you know, if, if everything fails in twenty twenty one, you've got the fallback where you got Goron locked up for two years with a, a one plus one with the, that team option on the second year. Yeah, and also that team option helps, kind of helps facilitate twenty twenty one because now, like we've talked about, you probably need to acquire that star through a trade, through a sign and trade, and those options on like Avery Bradley's deal, Myers yeah. Leonard's deal, Goron's deal. I'm not saying they're going to trade Goron, but Goron's deal, like you can exercise that option. You know, right Were you surprised to see that he had a team option? No, I, I mean, I, again, I wasn't surprised only because, again, I don't know, I don't think they're playing a trade Goron, but it just gives them options. Yeah. Like, a lot well, of I'm more on, on the Goron side of things. Were you surprised he wanted a team option and not full flexibility? Um, I guess somewhat. I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like with Goron there's like this unwritten agreement of just like, yeah, next think... year we're not probably not going to exercise the option and we'll give you the exception for like $10 million. And this is really going to turn out to like a two-year, $30 million deal, which is 
probably fair for him right now. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of what it's going to turn out to be when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess why why not? Like just just no have no option. Just have one year for him yeah. to do that. But again, I think that he. Maybe they, they, maybe they knew they were going to sign Bam to this extension. They're like, look, yeah. we're going to need pieces and salaries to trade if something comes up, and this gives them the flexibility. All of a sudden, next year they can exercise these team options, and if they know they have a good chance at acquiring a star in free agency, and they can trade, you know, they can fit the salaries together with Myers and Avery Bradley and mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala was another team option next year. Like they have a bunch of different ways and pieces now and salaries they could deal to make a, a trade work. Um, I was to go back to free agency. I was a little surprised with Myers, not yeah. that he's back, but at the money that he was, uh, that they signed to a nine, pretty much it was a two year, like $20 million deal with like mm-hmm. a $9 million salary. So it's like one year, 9 million pretty much, but I don't think any of us expected it to be that much. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it's good that he's back. He plays a role, especially with no Jay. He might be the starter next to Bam when the season starts just because that lineup works so well and he fits next to Bam and if Myers is healthy, you know, he's a he can give you good minutes. Um, but I just was not expecting nine million for a guy who did not play in the playoffs. But they had the money to pay him. I mean, they're still eight million dollars away from the tax. They really couldn't use that money on anybody else because yeah. they they're already over the cap, so they have to sign either their own free agents using bird rights or exception, which they already used their exception. So that money would have been unused if they didn't use it. So it's almost like Myers you know, we're going to overpay a little bit because it's a one, pretty much a one-year deal, and we want you back. Here you go. Thanks for being a good teammate, and we'll see you next season. You know, yeah. so it was a little more than expected, but I think they had they couldn't use that money really than anybody else. Um, a couple interesting things on that deal. Uh, I wasn't on the conference call the other day, but you guys did talk to him, and he said, you know, he kind of feels like if he was fully healthy um, – he would have played more in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe, you know, obviously they, they found something with the lineup. He probably wasn't going to start no matter what. But, um, you know, maybe he gets some of those Kelly Olenek minutes. Um, I, I think the Heat re-signing him means they clearly feel at least somewhat similarly. Um, you know, they obviously they feel like, you know, you're not giving the, that kind of money to a guy that you don't think is a factor in your playoff rotation. Um, so clearly they think he is has a chance to be a factor in the playoff rotation when he's fully healthy. Um, and I, I wish I remembered which who on the Heat beat kind of tweeted this out, but it was a good point that um, you know Jimmy really likes these guys, right? Like he likes yeah. he loves Bam. Obviously, they gave him the extension. He loves Goron, um, and again that you know just from basketball purposes, that Goron deal is not surprising. Um, and he loves Myers Leonard, um, and you know we talked about how Bam is the future and and in a lot of ways the present, but but Jimmy is still above all. He's the he's the guy right now. Um, in the immediate present, um, and you know, you, you make your superstar happy. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, the, Jimmy loves Jay too, and yeah. he tried to bring Jay back. You know, we heard Barry and I heard that he offered Jay a one, year, pretty much a one-year, fourteen million-dollar contract, or two years with a fourteen million-dollar contract, forty million-dollar salary in the first year and a team option in the second year. Um, and he turned it down to take the three-year, I think, thirty million-dollar deal. With the Suns, you know, it's the Heat made him a good offer. I mean, one year, pretty much a one year, yeah. fourteen million dollar contract. Like that's that's good money for Jay. Um, but you can't you can't knock his decision. Like three years of guaranteed salary at thirty, you know, around thirty million, like that. You know, he 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 felt like that was the best way for him. And Phoenix is a solid team. I mean, they're yeah, pretty. This they're year. gonna be awesome this year. I can't wait to watch that yeah. team. It's not like he's going to a, a 
uh, you know, a, a Phoenix team that's that's going to be in the lottery next yeah. season. Like they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot uh, in a competitive Western Conference. So um, they didn't bring back Jay, but I, I really like the addition of, of Avery Bradley. Like I, I think he really, really uh, fills a need for this team. We spoke a lot about it last season. Point of attack defense mm-hmm. was a big issue, and Avery's when he's healthy, he's one of the best. Uh, Point of attack defender. Uh, yeah, I think I saw a stat where he was like second in the league last year, just in like points per possession allowed, like as a point of attack defender. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's gonna have a spot in this rotation definitely. Like yeah, uh, you know he's he's a guy that's gonna play a lot of minutes, a lot of important minutes. He can hit the three as well, so it's like he's a liability on offense. He's gonna help this team a lot. So they lost Jay, which is big. I mean Jay played a big role for this team in the playoffs. He was the one that defended Giannis pretty much the entire series, and did it well. Uh, but I think the addition of Avery Bradley, you know, Maurice Harkless, he's a guy that probably will play spot minutes, I would think. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, he's he's somebody like a heat prototype player, like yeah. long, athletic, versatile, good defender, maybe hasn't played his best basketball, like he can get his best basketball out of him mm-hmm. this season and get him in, you know, in the best possible shape. Um, and he, he might play as well, but I, I, Avery, I think, really sticks out. And Precious, like we spoke about last week, I think fits a need as well because the Heat needed an, another athletic big on this roster. Yeah. Um, the, on the J thing, before we uh, kind of move on to those other guys you mentioned, but on the J thing, it was kind of played out the way we expected, right? We knew the Heat were going to offer him a, a good size one-year deal. And it just totally becomes a, a preference thing, right? It becomes, do you yeah. value, do you want to come back to the Heat, try to run it back, get your big contract, get your money up front? Who knows what next offseason is going to look like? Or do you want to take that security? And, and Jay, I don't know, how old is Jay? Like 30, basically? He's 29. 29, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's it's the time where multi-year deals, like, you're he's, he's good enough to get a multi-year deal, obviously, from a good team. And, you know, it was kind of, with Myers, I think we kind of thought the same thing, was that he were going to give him some sort of money for one year. But another guy who is, he's even young, what is he, like, probably 20. Seven twenty six, um, you know, is he was he going to get a longer term deal for a team that, um, you know, is going to you know the Heat obviously value him, but but you could have seen an outside team really value him as this is our starting center, and, and but obviously you know we don't know what the market looked like for him, but but it was able to work out with him. Jay was in a similar spot, did not work out for the Heat with him. Um, Avery Bradley, you mentioned. Uh, I like that signing. I, he obviously missed the bubble. Uh, was on that Lakers team. Has got a ring. Um, so it, I honestly kind of have a hard time like remembering what he looked like because it's so long ago. Um, and then, but just kind of big picture with the guys they're signing. Every move, every addition they have made over the basically since the trade deadline has been geared around defense, which is pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is. I think. Iguodala yeah. and Crowder at the deadline, and now Bradley and Mo Harkless is like you say, kind of a prototype three and D type guy. Um, yeah, they know th- they know they've got the offense figured out. Um, they're just trying and to precious. get the more pieces on defense. Yeah, and precious in the draft. Yeah, they they they're. I mean, it's pretty clear they're gonna be a better defensive team next season, right? It's kind of crazy, like after they lose Crowder, but wouldn't you agree that they're gonna be a better defensive team next yeah, season? I think so. Now? I think so because they have the pieces to kind of emulate Crowder. Whether it's you know Harkless, I think can get a lot out of him, and he's actually had some pretty. Good, he had a couple good years, I think, in Portland, if I remember correctly. 
Um, so, you know, he's not like a, a nothing guy. Um, obviously, Iguodala can do some, some more stuff. You know, even Jimmy and, and Bam, obviously. Like, you've got kind of got your big forward spot covered. They just did not have a guy like Avery Bradley last year. Yeah, and, um, you know, if, if you know who knows if Goran will be healthy to start the season. I mean, this is a really quick thing. You would think just, yeah. you know, there wasn't a major, major injury that required surgery, but um, it was such a quick turnaround. I mean, you pretty much had like a month to recover. Uh, who knows if Goran will be healthy for the start right. of the season. Yeah. So now you have insurance with Avery Bradley, Tyler Hero, and then Kendrick Nunn. But if all are healthy... I was thinking about it. Like, if all those guards are healthy, I don't know if there's minutes for Kendrick Nunn. At least consistent minutes. I don't yeah. know. Because well, I think no matter what, we're going to see Goran minutes managed, right? To start, yeah. yeah. At least definitely to start. Definitely to start. This, and especially with the compact schedule and more back-to-backs mm-hmm. and all that. But, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's we we have not – I think a hallmark that I have learned from whatever two years really covering the Heat closely is – uh, a hallmark of Eric Spolster is not to have a set rotation, right? Yeah. So we're we're gonna see all these guys mix in. It's uh, probably it's probably not uh, probably not a good exercise to pre- try to predict the rotation because there's always a surprise in there that you're like, huh? I didn't think about that. I mean, Kendrick Nunn last year, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. And Myers and Myers starting. Um, the one guy we haven't talked about is Derek Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that he wanted him back. But it's like we talked about. There was no chance. Just his, again, he is 21, 23. But he's been on, you know, he was a two-way guy. Then he was on a minimum deal. Like, he was looking Undrafted. Undrafted, exactly. So he was looking for his first first big payday. First size of the He's not made, I mean, he's an NBA player. He's made a lot of money, but he has not made a lot of money. He has not made money uh, commensurate to how good he is. Right. Right, I think, I mean, he got a pretty good deal with Portland. Portland, again, is a, is a fun team. They're a good team. They, they had a lot of really nice pieces this offseason. He got a two-year, $19 million contract with a player option this yeah. year. So, like, definitely has $19 million guaranteed. And if he has a really good season, he could opt out and get another contract next year, a bigger one. So, mm-hmm. he really could not compete with that. You know, even if they offered him a little, even if they offered him one year, you know, an $8 million range, um, that's just how could... Derek pass up two yeah. years, nineteen million from Portland. So, I think it was more of a you know, we want you back, Derek, but we know this is a point in your career where you got to get yours. So, I think it just came down to that. Yeah, um, they, you know, they're happy for him. I'm sure. Exactly. Like it's exactly. it was, you know, we've seen, uh, you see this happen with Heat guys, right? When you and you know, Heat fans are gonna have to maybe get used to it when, like we said, Duncan Robinson could get a hundred million dollar contract. Next offseason. It's like the 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 good thing about being able to fight, pluck these guys out of nowhere and make them into something is you you know get a couple of years with these guys. Uh, but, you know, it makes it really hard to keep everyone. You know, you see what Josh Richards did, and obviously he was part of that Jimmy trade. Like, there's just always, when you're when you're a team like the Heat, it's, it's just business, right? I'll say this, though. The Heat do not like losing guys they develop for nothing. That's true. That's a good point, actually. They have not... You know, obviously Hassan and Josh Richardson, who are probably the two most notable guys, kind of of the last uh, Heat era, were instrumental in making the Jimmy deal happen. And even Justice, which you still get something back for right. every trade, you know. And and Tyler Johnson, who they matched a four-year, fifty million dollar deal, 
to keep him because again they were the team that helped develop him. So they, yeah. they don't really like losing players that you know they played a role in developing their games for nothing. But they kind of didn't have a choice here. It's not that they, it's not that they didn't try to keep him, but they just couldn't put together the offer that Derek was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it made it with a guy like Justice where, you know, when you draft him, you just have him locked up for longer. It gives you more flexibility. Um, when, you know, when they re-signed Tyler Johnson, that was uh, they they were not angling for, you know, they were, they were in a different spot, obviously. Yeah. Um, not angling for superstars necessarily at that point, or realistically angling for superstars. Um, you know, the, it just kind of, the, the way the, the, it fell into place made it impossible to keep Derek around because obviously he wanted him for the playoff push last year and then now he's gone. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, again, it wasn't a surprise, but I think, you know, we were all wondering would the Heat find a way, but they couldn't. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up here? Uh, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, look, the roster has 18 guys on it right now. Um, the, the three, Gabe Vincent hasn't signed his two-way contract yet with the Heat. I don't believe, maybe he has. He signed a qualifying offer. I don't know if that... Did UD officially sign? Who? UD. UD has not signed. Okay. Precious has not signed his contract as of Wednesday at 10.43 a.m. But I, from what I hear, the expectation is he will sign that rookie, his rookie contract soon. Um... And the Heat, they have they have two guys on Exhibit 10 deals that still need to sign that are undrafted players, um, and they still got two spots left. They can get to 20 for the training camp and preseason. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll fill out this roster with Exhibit 10 guys, and kind of crazy, but practice starts next week at some point. I think individual workouts start December 1, and then once guys get into town and go through their required quarantine, their first team practice should be somewhere probably late next week at some point. So... Yeah, like the season is here. <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy, but 2020-21 season is is here. Yeah. Um, all right, I think we can wrap things up there then. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, you got any season preview stuff you're working on? I mean, I don't even know, like, when the first practice is. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was talking about it with my, our colleague Barry Jackson. I'm like, I don't even know, like, what – it feels like the season just ended. Like I, it's, it's things are happening so fast. There's like no time for previews, and nobody knows when the first practice is going to be. It's just it's going to be a different season. I almost feel to a certain extent there's more uncertainty now around the season than there was when the season restarted a few months ago. Because with the bubble, everyone kind of knew. Everything yeah. was so set. There were so many. It was so regimented because they had to get through it. They had yeah. to get through it safely. Now exactly. it's like. Who knows? Now it's like, well, we'll see when guys get into town, and when we'll see when everyone is finishes their like their quarantine, and then we'll see when we can practice. Like, there's no set date for pretty much anything, so uh, it's gonna be different. But yeah, I'm sure there'll have to be some season preview stuff at some point. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson too, um, all over the place these days with football, and then it'll be back to basketball soon. Um, thanks as always for listening, and uh, we will. I guess we'll come back next week. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a week off at some point, but we'll talk to you soon.